0: Here I am in beautiful, sunny Oakland, California. Actually, I guess I'm in Elmwood. Uh, I'm in my sister's car now, uh, which I borrowed for today's excursion. First of all, why did I come out here? Well, what am I doing in California? Am I playing concerts? No. No, nothing like that. This is a purely a pleasure visit. I came out mainly, let's let's clear the air uh and say that mainly, correct, I came out to visit with a very special lady with whom I have an extremely confusing and beautiful Friendship slash whatever it is, I don't know. You know, there's a sense of romance at times. There's a also a very casual nature. I think I just saw my sister's roommate's sister on the street in very, very, very high platform heels. She's like an American Apparel model. Anyway, so this woman is—it's uh, a there's a complicated situation there, uh, and I don't know how to navigate it. I'm not being very eloquent. In speaking about it now, I, I know that. It's hard to talk about it, and it's hard to talk about with her. We're trying to navigate through it and see what it is, and I know you know, both of us have trepidation about calling it anything but sort of a more casual thing, and I know she was very hesitant to, to take this trip with me in the first place and decided at some point that it would be a good idea. You know, we're, we have a couple things we're doing out here, she was in, in a uh, short film. Uh, they shot it l- last year. She used to live out here. I used to live out here. So we both have a lot of ties to the area. And uh, so she shot this short film. So we we came out to to look at the rough cut of it. And also we're going to do a little bit of recording. We, we have a project together. Anyway, all right, enough about that situation. That's who gives a shit, right? That's my little... Anyway, I'm on my way right now to go visit with Adam Drucker Dose One is his rap name, his superhero moniker. All right. This is my first... Uh, oh look at that, somebody's license plate on this motorcycle is Wolf. And the reason why I want Adam Drucker to be my first interview is because this is a very important individual to me and if not for him, I really really and truly, I mean, people say this kind of shit, you know about people all the time. I really and truly would not be making music or 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 uh, I mean, I might be messing around dabbling with music, but I never would have turned it into a career. I always get lost on the way to his house. I think I got it though. I think I went the wrong way though. and you know, I used to live down here too. It's like shameful. All right. Anyway, look, I'm going to quit yapping my, my jib, and uh, without further ado, get, give you guys this interview, which we'll see how it is. Let's get to it. Odyssey. There he goes. Odyssey. This on is a Twitter. rapper. Yeah. And he's got... Sudanese American. That's cool.
1: So you're just kicking it? Taking a little
0: vacation? Uh, yeah, yeah, you? yeah. So I, okay. All right. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah Yeah
1: Not When is your next tour? In a month? Didn't I just see
0: My next tour is in, in about Yeah, three three weeks Something like that Man, you animal dude Which I'll be out here I'm playing in Oakland and San Fran Oh, awesome Yeah But yeah, so I, I'm out here with <coughs> Actually Oh, no shit Yeah, yeah In, a, in think, like oh, a I don't know what uh, it is I don't know I Another limbo
1: <laughs> Yeah, define, another limbo
0: Define But are you happy?
1: I would care I'm happy, that, man. I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah. Oh uh, man, we were watching a black like a women's exploitation movie. What's a women's exploitation movie? Women. Like Bird Cage and those uh, Cage Fury, all the Pam Grier movies. Okay. Where it's like yeah. rape centric kind of, okay. and then the girls. In some of the better ones, the girls kill everyone at the end. Okay, kind of what Tarantino right, riffs on sometimes. Right, right, right. But they played Scheherazade when she was killing. Okay, everybody. and I was like, oh, that reminds me of Making Green Think. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. I feel like all the art that I do really started with us in that basement. But you were doing shit before that. I yeah, mean- that that was really like a lot of bravery and still like this remnant of like people. Searching and shit, and a lot of city. More relate more in a way related to sports. Yeah, almost. And my aggressions and my right uh, sort of get up, both emotionally and spiritually, and clothing-wise. You know, so you
0: you started it as almost like having having something to prove or something like that. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, because it wasn't like um, I'm just being honest. It wasn't yeah generally out of a creative space that those things came it was like half confrontational half confidence what was positive before it was creative was i just really wanted to be good at it cuz i really really liked it like before i was i was very creative and open to it and treated art as well as it treated me i was kind of abusing it you know like anything a lot of kids that
0: you know would have grown up the way you did or they did you know they're out and they're trying to prove themselves they moved to a new town first of all i want to go back to that
1: right you you moved to jersey to when jersey I was really little so my parents were uh, my dad was a glass blower and my mom was just going to go to art school and finish i think and finish for photography okay i want to say and then they moved to new jersey to believe in new york and then I grew up in like Bergen County, which is like they, they were in Jersey, based on New York. Yeah, my dad okay. was there in a glass blowing studio in right. Soho. Every I barely saw him. Right, like he was you know he would be in the city most of the tea. time. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, and then he sold fabrics to supplement that, so he would call how Jewish? Fabric. Yeah, <laughs> for his company, <laughs> Dury Durley Fabrics in Long Island. I like. And it. then I uh, mean, I was in Jersey. Right away, it was you know. I got punched in the face like my first day in school. So, and what town is this? Uh, this was in North Bergen, which is right by Hoboken. Okay. So I lived in Hoboken, Jersey City, North Bergen, and Weehawken. Right. And that's all like this. It's, it's kind all of outside Bergen of New County. York. Yeah, they call it West New York now. I don't know yeah. what that means. <laughs> I grew up there, and then I got into rap through. So you got. you. you, you, you. Yeah, you you would be getting in fights and stuff. Yeah, because they didn't. I didn't know what was going on. I was like a hippie kid. Like they grew. Yeah. Up, I, w- I was like on a pot farm. Right. With horses. <laughs> you know, wearing no pants. You know. This in, they, in Idaho. Yeah, and then I was for a little bit. We were in Long Island at like some farmhouse. Those are like my earliest memories. Okay. And uh, and then went straight into Jersey. Into the city. Yeah. Straight and I was up. like six, and then my dad lived in New York, and then my parents got divorced when I was seven or eight and then that shit got crazy and then my childhood actually got rather shitty right. at that point so and my mom started to go a little bat and my dad was just not being around crazy as fucking ex-wife so he was having right. fun blowing glass he would take me every other weekend and it was be, we would go to Forbidden Planet in New York and get comics okay. and that was kind of where all my creativity so my mother loved me but it was not a loving environment be the nice way to put it. Sure. And then my dad, all the creativity, even though my mother was creative, I felt like it all came from my dad. Right. So I like slag her unnecessarily in right. that department, you know, right. but, uh, so he would take me to get comics and to art museums, which I kind of hated. And yeah.
0: that felt like your, where your creative side grew from eventually. He let me draw. Sort of out of that my, I
1: watched my dad draw for hours and yeah. that's how you learn yeah. what art is, I, yeah. I thought. Was like you see another obsessive kid, like that's how we did the poetry exchange. Was like, absolutely, yeah. By example, like that's how you really get it. So I remember just seeing my dad be indulgent in a creative way mm-hmm. and blow glass, and I would be in the glass blowing studio. Glass blowing is not very like I don't think you see that as a kid, and they're like oh, I want to do that.
0: So it's a little too too uh, it intensive. As fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it looks
1: heavy. You know, yeah. the whole so yeah. that never yeah. really got me. But uh, you
0: had some. Rough schools or whatever, kids trying to prove themselves and being confrontational, etc.
1: And then I started to learn how to lie and cheat and be a new me. So I moved a lot because of divorce. They kept switching me in school districts. They sent me to a private school for a year and a half, which didn't really work to, like, you know, just have me be more positive. Yeah. Learn better, more faster. So... Uh, and I jumped around in all those. And when I went to the private school for one year, I met some kids, and they actually showed me rap. And that was when I first got into it. Right, which was that like was the like nice second thing grade. I was going to ask you. So,
0: okay, so you're, you're in middle six, school. Six,
1: yeah, it was like, that's, I mean, we all had rap. So I had like Raising Hell and Licensed to Ill. and... Before that? Yeah, I had that okay. when I was. Did you feel like you had to have that stuff? Or <coughs> it was kind
0: of like, yeah, this I didn't is know. what I, I have to listen to. I bought was-
1: Tiffany. Uh, the I think we're alone now. Records, some okay. Belinda Carlisle, raising hell and license ill. I just that's what I. You just my went dad out. was he like, thought okay, hey, this, this is the stuff I should get. It was there in Tower Records. Yeah, it was that was all right. on one end cap. Right, and I, that was the first time I bought. What I had like whatever it was, some money from something. Right, right. and that was what I bought. And then so, but what? But after that, I want to know like. When? Then the first thing I fell in love with was Three Feet High and Rising. Right, that's, that's what I want to know. So like you, you, much. so the, this a guy played you that tape. Well, I, no, I heard, uh, I heard a lot. I heard so much. I heard like Chum Rock and Three Feet High, and then uh, where would you hear that though? EPMD? I guess was you're, 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 you're and his your 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 brother who was in juvenile hall. I'm trying to remember the first thing I ever done, like off the radio. Yeah, like because I needed it. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: must have been eighth grade, the end of eighth grade, and I started dubbing whatever was coming out those years. It's, it's like so this stuff was current. Fear at that of a time. Black Planet, okay, and these kinds of things. And yeah. I'm, I'm not sure the third EPMD record, all these things. I remember like dubbing Rampage and getting all into stuff, doing dance routines. <laughs> you know, so for a while I liked rap. I liked anything. I liked kid and play. I wasn't discerning at all. Were you kind of like the only white guy within? Yeah, there was a couple off whitish people also, but then there then I was the only white guy that really loved it, and then that started to like heighten, and then I started to seek that out. That's sort of seek that kind of music out. No, being the only white guy, it it made me like uh, valuable in in
0: my least valuable player position. Right. Right. So, so if it was the A team. You know, I was the
1: white guy. Yeah, he was like hey, this is the white guy from the 80s. white mocha. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, you know, but I, I don't know. I picked a lot of friends. It wasn't really race based. It was more right. like big fish it looked like trouble. I like to hang out with trouble. It uh-huh, seemed to like uh-huh. be more worth my time somehow. And
0: know? that felt like your social challenge. And, and you, you know,
1: yeah. And it was all rappers. Like there was no, there was no beat makers. There was no one to get to know that could get you in a studio. So like there was no butt kissing. It was all like aggressive rapping you had guys you like to meet and rap with people you constantly rapped against what, what did you against. what
0: did you like about about that stuff like what what did you when you heard you know three feet high and rising or or a couple of the other things that that you mentioned like what like what was it that you heard about it that you were just like oh man like this is
1: it just sounded like the coolest thing in the world to me I don't yeah know what it was there was something about like i guess the it was really some EPMD that I heard, uh-huh. and Gangstar Step in the Arena. and mm-hmm. I just started like listening to those records, and I, I like wore all the writing off of them. And I just, I yeah. just was like, "How are you ever this together?" It right. just sounded so cool. Yeah, I believed
0: it like really hard. Sure, you know, you bought into the the whole vibe,
1: and the, yeah, yeah. Almost up until I made a demo, I never really understood how they got the music in the tape. <laughs> like right. n- none of it made any literal sense to me because I had no right. music training. I yeah. was never around a studio. Yeah. So like that's what I really liked about it too was, yeah, I, I guess that that might have been all the way till I was out of high school. You know. So, so I so started to realize a four track was could represent how something would get to uh, you having a cassette right. as a right. person right. in Philadelphia or New Jersey. But I mean that shit. So you're you're in Jersey and you got
0: these friends and And they tortured me a little, I was kind of not they were already cool doing, enough. They were rapping and stuff like that. No,
1: nobody rapped. The first kid that rapped was this dude Tahir, okay at central high freshman year, and that's he, in philly, yeah, this is philly okay, so okay. then my dad i uh so my mom. All uh, the time I got into rap I was uh, was the worst My childhood was With my birth mother So I was largely alone with her My dad was kind of getting laid Okay And not paid Yeah And kicking it And having a good time And then I got really sick And uh, as a young kid And then my dad kind of noticed late, A little late in the game But not too late And then he was like Okay when you graduate Eighth grade I'm gonna come over With a U-Haul And you can tell your mom or not And we'll move you out And we oh, will wow. get a place in Philly Wow And so I told my mom Pretty close actually It was kind of told her like several days before yeah i didn't know how to break up with my mother in eighth right. grade let's just put it that way right. you know what i mean so i didn't do it the best way but i it was horrible and i did she know me. they
0: were pro there you know did yeah, yeah i was she, aware of the issues yeah, that were going a, on yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: well she has some mental sure. issues so i think sure. there's some ebb and flow you know, she was aware yeah but couldn't stop some of the stuff right. a lot of it she could have so uh, my dad just came End of 8th grade literally the next day And then he went to Philly And found a school That wasn't too shitty It was Central High mm-hmm. So it was like a magnet school in Philly mm-hmm. Where you had to have a certain amount of grades To get in and it, right. So it was cool It wasn't the worst school But it was not that great either uh, But it was where I met everybody That opened me up to right. the things I love Before I started to do anything in high school, you don't do anything. You just think you, you hang can. out. I feel like that's all still clean slate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you could be you could be later. doing anything really. Yeah, nothing's really sticking to your ribs. And then but, there's some people you meet, and they're like, they've been a carpenter since they were two or whatever. But you, but that was is that where you started meeting dudes? So Tahir. Yeah, he rapped. He rapped. I was too scared to rap. I just loved it and I imitated And you you're you're like fourteen fifteen. That's fourteen fifteen and I, I started imitating rap and doing it to myself.
0: Right. Little secret
1: raps. Yeah, just me or like one of my boys would be like, Man, you you do that just like him. Right. That was about as good right, as, right, as I right. as close as right. I got to anything, you know. And then at like a little over the sixteen edge, uh I started to Freestyle on tapes in my boombox Just in my room to, I mean, to, to beats off of albums or I would rap over the ma- Like Slaughterhouse, Master Ace I'd, Anything I rapped over records yeah. And I, wa- I was definitely doing my own content I wasn't doing It wasn't karaoke at all Terrible shit though How'd Dropping you know about freestyling at that point? Well that's a great question Who did I
0: first see? One of these got kids in high school maybe?
1: Yeah it must have been someone in school And then Tahir and this other uh, white dude Sam who punked me once my first, like, day in school, I remember. He started rapping. We started to be cool. Those guys all rapped. They started... Like, the thing in Philly was the roots were blowing up, so we would sneak in and see the roots. Right. So they would open for the goats. And okay. And we knew guys that would, like, party or buy weed near the, where the goats lived and hung out, so we would... The goats were bigger than than the roots Absolutely. time. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And we were all... On the nuts of both of those bands, right. you would everyone would lie about. The Ghost knowing. was a live band as well. Yeah, okay. but they were really white bread kind. Okay, it's not the best way to describe it, it but was it was, was stiffer. Nah, white bread is just it, yeah, it was I like, hate, yo, yeah. here we go with the freestyle. Right. It was right. early. The roots had that vibe. Yeah, man, Black Thought yeah. yeah. was great. Yeah, you know, he was, everybody wanted to be because he was freestyling. He was awesome there. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was like very seminal, new school, like. Cause he was everything all the old MCs were. Plus he freestyled. Plus he had this original slang. Plus he was Phillies. So we all. And they didn't. had that sick ass band. I mean that. Yeah, sick, like we didn't hurt. even care about that. It was yeah, all about Yeah, it was him. just that Black Thought. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care about your upright bass. Right, really, right, I didn't even right. understand. Like I was saying, I, to me it was still like you right. shake the tape and the <laughs> music falls out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we were really getting into them. That, that was when like Organics was out. Uh uh-huh. Before, do you want more show sure. Yeah.
0: And then, uh... I You know, I heard about Do You Want More probably a couple of years after it came out.
1: That, actually, Do You Want More was a single, and then we all had that and a couple of remixes of that okay. It came out, like, I don't know, so fucking long, before yeah. the record actually came out. And there were copies floating around. We used to, like, trade. We had... Like, uh, Black Bastards, we Uh had that on cassette. Oh, wow. We tried really hard, and we had that. How did they get out? out. I wonder. That got leaked. We had this Sons of Man record on cassette that my friend... That was in Ohio, though. Omari stole it out of the studio and shit. Okay. Like, that was fun, man. I miss tape trading. So, and then the first time I really freestyled was at the Jersey Shore, and I was drunk. In front of people, you mean? Yep. I was drunk, and I was with my buddy Dan... And that was it We just started rapping And then there was people You were like did, I like The this. next day I did it With other people there And then I moved to Ohio For my senior year And I met this dude Sam Who had moved from Chicago And it's Cleveland Or, yeah, or Shaker Heights Shaker Heights Yeah, yeah Which was a kind of a pit A well taken care of pit yeah. Of culture yeah. it's a culture pit Nice place Uh so I just played football there, and then I had nothing to do with myself once I stopped. And I met this dude, Sam, who was tagging. And he had come there from Chicago, and then he, I was like, he was like, what are you listening to? And all I was listening to at that time was Boxcar Sessions. Anyway, I meet fucking Sam, and, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to the Boxcar Sessions. And he's like, me too. And I, I was like... That was it. I was like, what? Yeah. I thought I was st- on... Old- how did you get a hold of, like, Boxcar Sessions? Boxcar or- Sessions, I bought... I had the... Back in the day, you'd get a CD, and it would have a promotional copy gold print on it. Uh-huh. And I had one of those that I got because the record store was not going to order it in Cleveland. I said, do you even have a promo? Do you have anything? And he's like, yeah, we got the promo. You want but it? But how did you know about Bo Sessions? Because, because there was I, no internet.
0: There was no... You know no,
1: it was from magazines, and I knew about him from the Digital Underground shit that he okay. was on. You would I was it- following him from campus and you liked him a lot. Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to think why I knew it was out. I guess I was looking for it. There was a rumor it was coming out. Right. And then because I was there with no one except him, and he and I had lost our peer groups, uh, we started to really confidently freestyle together in a different way. Because mm-hmm. back in Philly, I never would have progressed as fast because I had a lot of dudes that could like punk me uh, due to other endeavors we had been in or... right other circles like i wouldn't have become well he's fucking really good at that right because i wasn't good enough at the other shit right right i didn't sell all the weed i didn't have all the beepers right you You weren't on the highest man (laughs) i couldn't do what i want yeah i couldn't come back and be like yo i'm riding horses now right what (laughs) you know so it was like if i had wrapped it would have been like lukewarm reception yeah and like doubt is the big Thing that keeps you especially with freestyle with freestyle yeah Yeah. and this is again I didn't make any music till way after any of this right right so we that's in Ohio and we'll get there yeah and then I freestyled that whole year and then I went to Rutgers my Uh, first year in college and I was ready to be a rap star and I was battling
0: did you did did kids did did like other kids appreciate your freestyle other than just Sam
1: like so yeah out there I was a not you were you were you were a good football player and it was the you know, once I started doing it, that was when my uh, creativity started to get out a little and right. my vocabulary, and I started being really fast, and shit started yeah. happening, and I got a lot better than everyone else, because I made other people start, too, right? Right? and it, it was just like this curve for me. It yes. was like, and I didn't even realize I was
0: getting really good at it. And there probably was not, you know, that many kids into rap, especially underground rap, in Shake Our No, Iced. there was a
1: couple kids that were barely, but you know they were kind of standoffish. You know how people are, man. Sure. They're just like, cool doesn't like cool.
0: Yeah. It's like yeah.
1: They bounce away. From so, you, so you so you you anyway you developed and got a lot of confidence there. Yeah, that was pretty much, and a lot of my I got to be whack in in hiding or we private almost. You know what I mean? I got to get through the awkward beginnings of like, yeah that's how everybody does maybe I that think. guy shouldn't rap you know like <laughs> yeah. that, I got to get through that quickly right. and, you know so that was a nice yeah. that was the only grace I got and then right. after that it was Jersey and Fat Beats freestyling with whoever the fuck and trying to I didn't always want to battle people but I've never taken any shit mm-hmm. the second I'm called white right. or whack or right. stupid or whatever I mean, I just yeah. don't like you know it's uh, yeah. part of it so I uh, got blowed back into my life as an inspiration after I did all this initial freestyling, and then I went to New York, and I got really into natural elements, but it, a lot of those You guys, got into blowed stuff in Jersey? And, and no, I got into blowed when it came out. So I had fellowship, and I had madcap. I had everything that the major label world would let me have. That was in Philly, or... That was that in was Philly. In, okay. So I had I had inner-city griots. I memorized. I used to do hot potato for my friends, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? But I didn't realize it was my favorite... Rap ever, or that they were the best ever, yeah. Until I started doing it, right? And then I didn't even that didn't dawn on me right away. I had to not be so cocky, yeah. So I kind of like almost pulled it out like an old record at a point and was like, Whoa, you know. And then I started to realize that they were some of that shit was actually freestyle on the record, right? And I was like, Oh my god, because like I had to let styling back in. Because initially, freestyling when I started was kind of content oriented, Mm -hmm. it was pre humorous, it was about like smoking seaweed like a fish like you know being witty but clad in the language it was about yeah. like knowing yeah. the, the script yeah <laughs> about script flip that's how I, i'm wording it poorly but that's kind of how being, it was being
0: a bit trying to be as as Lingo. As, as heady or as
1: as, yeah. as uh yeah uh, word wizardry it was the lyrics the lyrics i was the lyricist right you know what i mean right. so it's right. like that was uh that's true so <laughs> that's true <laughs> and then yeah. uh so that was all really interesting And then in Jersey uh, I met my freestyle crew Yeah I met this guy, Rome's, And Romes was a dancer mm-hmm. B-boy, you know And yep. we chilled He loved this shit, you know We hung out And then I met Tashawn Mahayana And he made beats which Okay Oh, just, that was your
0: first beat maker you ever Yeah, met.
1: but he just had one beat He made in a studio once, once.
0: Okay, okay so, but he was still known for... He, he was makes the beats. first producer I knew, yeah. so yeah. And then, uh,
1: so my... And it was a loop of a Portis head. Okay. So. Oh, man. Which was awesome. But Deshaun was a great uh, rap writer, not so much freestyler. Yeah. He wrote really, like, technical shit. And then he and my own taste, I started getting obsessed with technical, l- lyrical, miracle rap. So that's when I started doing that. And in, then internal
0: rhymes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. that's when I got the Hemisphere's
1: Me. That you, you started, started writing, writing it. I started that, writing right? these writtens because this thing would happen in ciphers where people would freestyle as long as they were good. And then it was turning into written. And then it would be this one off written. You're like, all right, I'll do my, my written. Yeah, as it, was well. really, like, it was so bad when you were in really, really jerseyed ciphers, It would be like, okay, we're going to do our writtens about cops. Okay, right. here's my right. cop written and then the next I would do a cop written. So it right. was like you know So uh, you had to have these ready just in case it it went into Yeah, that. because otherwise you were a one trick pony and again I had no I never wanted to make a song. I do not give a fuck. So it wasn't about recording. It wasn't about recording. No, I just it had, had to have, to have had happy verses. verses. so that when you're in a cypher, you can do your written. Well, also, and for me, it was like I started to have this thing where I would be the best freestyling and I would be cooking, but at a point, I would make people want to kick written. Right, right. And it would be like, boo. So then what I wanted to do was like get them out of there. It was like flushing rabbits out. Right. You know, like, then I'd do the best written and then will freestyle again and then I'll do that, you know? Right. Because freestyling always was more fun because... And uh, as moment. the hour went on, yes. all the raps went, you know, got It's, it's about the
0: energy flow and the
1: <laughs> And that I owe that to that crew. It was Manslaughter and Mahayana and Phonique and uh-huh. uh, and schizophrenic. And they were mostly from Newark. And then we would get together you would push the, uh, each other. Yeah, like and they were nasty. Everything kinda really got into my passions there. And then the creativity came out into the raps, but not really. It was very Gilded and postured to be like,
0: like I said, it's, it had it had a, it has a sportsy thing where you're like, much. okay, I'm gonna one up you in yeah. the site. Cy- I like, I'm I'm gonna be the best one in the cypher right now and blah blah blah. Yeah, but you were pushing each other very so, much. For, so
1: to, and I burned a lot of rubber. At least. I burned a lot of rubber. It was like good practice it was the equivalent of recording a hundred albums right. all that freestyling sure, like, being with all those dudes and all that and aggression. that's why you
0: can still do that shit you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying
1: you did it for for those years those formative years I, yeah I loved it I mean that was it for me that's what I loved I did not ever love like the confines of making a song that was it was never like that I yeah. I, I came to love that later yeah. because of all the, all those parts It's, it's so great it's a whole nother kind of yeah. vibe yeah it, it is well yeah. and it's accomplishment and it's like fruition yeah actually i've been talking a lot about that it's like leaving the sketchbook and mm-hmm. it's something that sits outside of you and gets created as freestanding and can take withstand weather and time right, right. and listens you know and that he, I got addicted to that ultimately in a different way once we met. So once then met. I'm rapping all the time. No one ever had a four track. I never did any recording or got close. I rapped on radio shows and that was it. And then I went to Cincinnati. And this and you're, so Cincinnati, your dad moved to Cincinnati. For a job. For a job. I couldn't afford college. So right. the only way I could go is if I went and right. got in state. And I pretty much was positive my rap career, which I didn't have, was over. Right, because you left the
0: dudes that you had been doing it with. I oh, was going, going to Cincinnati. Wack of shit like, what ever. Cincinnati? Nothing, Yeah, It was going to yeah. be terrible. Yeah. And then it
1: was, when I got there, it was pretty bad. I went straight into the dorm so I could meet people yeah. as a sophomore. Yeah. And then what I ended up doing was immediately meeting all these uh, nice guys that were in black frats. And that was who okay. I went out with. And okay. so, and they kind of rapped. They would look at my rap collection and be like, what is this? Right. You know, they were more, they were more into my my jerseys right. than my CDs. You yeah. Know? And then I uh, met this one dude who kind of promoted the parties for the frats, Tone. And Tone was like, you should meet my man. He makes beats. Okay. Jay Rawls. Oh, shit. And okay. And he was also in the business school. And then... Uh, I met Jay Rawls and that was it. Uh he... So those guys were all they 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 all listened to sort of pop rap or whatever. Yeah, but not Jay Rawls. Jay Rawls, but not knew Jay Rawls. Them. Yeah. was in there. He was in a frat. I okay. think he was Frat Brothers with Tone. But Jay Rawls was his. But Tone own. introduced you to Jay Rawls because he knew that, that I you had I was, similar interests. I went everywhere in freestyle. Yeah. That's how I met people. Okay. And he was like his own. Animal, he had a lot of friends, but like he just made his own sound. He had all these records in and his was- apartment off campus, okay. And he had his ASR 10. And He's a hard working dude, yeah. He worked for um Jay Sands and some other people too at that time, but not uh-huh. a lot of people. But he made a lot of beats and he loved it, and it yeah. was his baby. Mm-hmm. So when he met me, even though He wasn't really like my school. I was more New York y underground West Coast. What was his vibe? What was his stuff? Um, Cleaner. Okay. like jazz you mean just his, his production his, his, that's his, his, his sound his kind of rap you yeah. know we each, every, every rap person yeah. has their kind if of like rap like the gritty so stuff speak. yeah he, yeah. and then every you know everyone has artists that they like those overlap but even amongst rap not everybody sure. likes sure. the same shit right. when you're devout right. so we were kind of different but then we got together and everything was really clicked and so I did I was doing shit that I didn't really know if it was good and he liked it and that was very healthy. And he when was you say making doing beats. shit like you would rap for him. I you made didn't... untitled and my rap was not good, but to me, I hadn't really heard it be done. I know I kind of sounded like guru. It was like untitled I was, was very unsure. Un- I was on that your shit. that was your first shit you recorded. Yeah, that was ever. five
0: songs. Four or five songs.
1: We have it right here, folks. As child, see, I was born phonetically restless. Already able to kinetically impress this silhouette into your breast with spontaneous focus conception. Burning flesh with my temperate inflection. Probably certified for stage cross section. Splitting all around me wide open. Leaving carbon monoxide in the air, smoking. Gerald, man, he was the best. So he was like, I asked him to make new shit and I brought some weird of uh, my dad's records. So he was doing new things. So you had some ideas for things. the kind of
0: sound you want. Wanted.
1: Yeah, but I, like I was saying, I still was like, hey, pour this in the beat tube. Right, like, I right. really had no concept Right, well, you didn't happened. know how it worked, but you, yeah. you, you would hear something on a record. Until like, we got the Doctor sample. It. Right. That was when it first clicked, like a caveman. I didn't right. understand right. beat making for the longest time. I, you know? Did, I
0: didn't know that. So, correctly.
1: and then uh, Hood also... Who's a rapper. Who's a rapper and made beats on an SP. Okay. We would rap together and write songs. The first song I was ever on... That was it. Sorry. Rewind. The reason I first recorded at Jay Rawls's house was to be on Hood's chorus. Okay. Penetrate Through Darkness. Yes. their Through Darkness. And I and I was wildin' out and they were like, those you're crazy on the mic. And I was like, Yeah, I'm crazy on the mic. This is my first <laughs> I've time. I've never been on a mic. <laughs> I, I was yeah. just trying, you know, uh and that was that. That was the very beginning. And I did a verse too, I think, on that. Yeah, just to say, man, yeah, this
0: this tape, like, I just I got this shortly after I met you, going to your house on on Jefferson there. Yep. And uh, remember? Yeah. You gave me this and a number of other things. Like I had never heard anything anywhere. You know, you you had all these all, all these what did benchmarks. I do? What were the
1: first tapes I gave
0: you though? Uh, you gave me. You, you probably gave me a mix of things. Yes. And I mean, and 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 definitely shortly after that, you gave me mixes of. Like massive, different mixes of different things, and I like it will be like you know like Seven L and Esoteric, yeah, and one song, and then like, Black Eyed Peas, and then <laughs> exactly. So just yeah, just just a bunch of random shit uh, that I played the fuck out of. No, those were and this this tape too, like your shit, like out of all that shit your shit was the shit that I listened to the most well that was
1: because you knew I was making it it was the same way when you started writing when you started writing poems I started like being like oh my god I can do that. He went out this morning and didn't have that poem and he came back today <laughs> and he has that poem. That's Yomi. <laughs> I can do that. It, exactly. exactly. It's like, this is this is a
0: dude that I just hung out with and he yeah. made this. How the fuck yeah, that did he, that's
1: exactly what it was. It was the like, coil. and that's, you know, that's what I like the most about my uh, freestyle class with the kids yeah. is I got to take that rapper off for that two dozen kids. Yeah. So they're at, they're 16 and they don't have those That's WR. Uh, yeah. That rap The other rapper. rapper. Uh, and then I meet probably one of my favorite people and someone who inspired me before I met you the most uh, Fat John. Of Fat the five, John. D's. Yeah. 5 D's? Yeah. I love Five D's were dope, man. Oh, man. They, the beats Amazing. were like, the beats had some grittiness A to them. Switch dimensions to high speeds to generate heat. You know, like, I'll never forget. I listen to that shit constantly. That and shit then, was good. You gave me that shit. That was like I was definitely one I of gave, the earliest right. things that you gave me as well, is their tape. So he, like, had this thing where a lot of the rap people, even my own freestyle crew that I was in in Jersey, had to win my position. Right. It was not given to me. Right. All. In fact, it was a closed door. Right. So... That's uh, rap, though, in a way, right? Very much. You know, and I too I think that's great, too. I mean, that's why everyone in Project Bloat is so good, because right. of those high walls. Right. That's why motherfuckers can climb. So, it's absolutely a good thing. Do you think it holds people back at all? Yes, in a way it hurts too. collaboration. Yeah. And it hurts the... Amount of art you make and the quality of that art—that's what it does. But you can't say it doesn't. It's if you treated a plant like that, you'd see it right, in its right. body. You it's, know what it's, I mean?
0: it's like it's like uh, it's like spanking
1: a kid. It makes yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Happy plant. It's not going to be from like shaking it at the bottom. Right. You know, playing gentle, class Shake the confusing. fruit off of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And water and yeah. light. Very things barely touch it. You yeah. know. Uh, but that said, you know, it's a disciplinary art. Getting good at being a good rapper. Yeah.
0: It's not really. You can also rap. bind a plant in certain ways to make it grow a certain fancy, way. Right? right, right. So, you know, maybe, yeah, you maybe have that that's
1: part of it. Synthesize. So uh, then I met Fat John, and he just had none, of, he didn't put any issues on my plate in order to share a plate with me. He was very open. Mm-hmm. He barely even gave me any flack for being white, which just was unheard of. And he yes. just liked how I rapped and knew that it was different. Yeah. And knew that I would understand how different he was. Right. And so we shared. Not having to explain each other to each other. He had an open mind, and he Mm -hmm. was... Pace and Fat Nigga and fucking Sonic. They were all great. So the other thing was... Did you want to be... Did you
0: have any inkling, like, I would like to be part of their crew? Yeah, always. I would just have
1: wanted to be on a song. Right. But that never really happened. We did some stuff together, you know, but it wasn't like that, like... Studio time was still really hard to come by, and it was like you didn't share that. I mean, no one had, but but you were doing four track stuff with with Rawls. But they would every once in a while get in a studio. They would go go to a studio studio or a studio in New York. So everybody in rap was always talking about going to New York studio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and doing something and coming back with it. And then, uh, yeah, so and then right around the same time that I met those guys, I went. So when I first left Uh. Philly had one boy who was a DJ. He got me into Latirix. Okay. He got me into all this. His when did Latirix come out? I didn't hear about Latirix. In the summer. You.
0: Yeah, through you. Yeah.
1: <coughs> in the summer, 90, no, I graduated in 96. I think you played and I think you played
0: Latirix for me the first time right I went away. to your house. Yeah. And oh, that was also my Latif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so basically, you know, and I in, when I was in New York, I was the only dude. Like, I introduced Latirix to Company Flow. Okay. They had never heard them, because that's how separatists... How'd you meet Company I never met Company Flow because okay. they were so standoffish. Okay. So, and I also introduced Mr. Len to... Sorry, I said never, but I did eventually. I introduced Mr. Len to uh, Vortal. And he formed Cannibal Ox, but this is this is later, right? Way later. But all all these cats didn't talk because of how rap was. I see. So So they they each had their individual. My two favorite bands were Company Flow, uh, kind of natural elements, but they were in a band, and I could never meet them or get in touch with any of them. Okay. Or and their records were far less tangible than Company Flow shit. So there was CoFlow and Latirix. You know, just because they were absolutely and Doc Ock, Doctor Octagon. But that's not a thing. That was just I just the things that really. There were. Those I love three, that record too, though. Yeah. That that I played that
0: out in high school. Those three me? records. That it you was the hear. production
1: supplemented with the word choice. Yeah. Supplemented with in Leteric's is The case, flow. And the sense of self. Yeah like lyrics born they can take they can give that credit to a lot of people at balcony beach and balcony that's the one that's the song
0: i always yeah. like man back that's the shit it's like mellow nobody did that he's though. like he's, who, who he's being introspective never heard nobody that did like that, that. Nobody. that's always the shit that i connected with the most was like yeah. somebody like and then he could rap like a bat out of hell too
1: yeah so then uh long story short i'm in love with latirics that I got from Christoph in Philly. The other thing he said to me was, Yo, I heard about this dude in Cincinnati. He's the he's the guy you gotta meet. And he's like, he's a DJ, he's a turntablist. His name is Mr. Dibbs. B- this is before you even Shaker Heist? No, this is uh after Rutgers. I went back Okay. Oh you just visited Philly. <laughs> yeah, I visited Philly because okay. I had all my boys there. Got it. And I go back and got I'm like it. rapping on the street. I'm buying records and CDs yep. and I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, Christoph, I'm gonna die when I go to fucking Cincinnati, Cincinnati man, and he's like, No, there's this one guy. You gotta okay. find him, Mr. dibs he's a turntablist Okay. La, 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 la. I'm there and I see that Shadow is coming to town with j Roo at uh Bogart. Bogarts, yes, yeah. yeah. And uh opening for them is Latirix. Right. So I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. So I get everybody I know to go and it's my birthday, and then I see the side doors at Bogart's and I'm like, fuck this. And Latirix gets off stage. And I just bum rush the backstage. Oh. <laughs> I run past all the security, and then I kind of lose them around that corner. And then I just kick the door open, and I'm like, what's up with the freestyles? And uh, Lyrics Born just looks at me and is like, what's up with the freestyles? And then, <laughs> and then just started rapping. And me and Latif and Lyrics Born started rapping for over an hour. And you're in full camo for Camo with a bright orange hunter vest right, and a right. wool hat over my eyes. Right, right. And, you know, like doing my uh, long... Uh, suffix based freestyles that I would do back there. The urination stuff. of the excavation yes. and nation of the tra- yes. so, uh, and you know, killing it in my own way. And those guys yes. were there, and I loved them, and they, yeah. would, you know, and I didn't say after that, "Can we be friends?" But I knew I, I did it. Right, and I went back there. I didn't ask for any handshakes. Right, we rapped, and then I go out to like have a cigarette. And I'm all nervous and shit. And this fat dude's across the hall, and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" I think that's exactly what he said. And I was like, "I'm Dose," and he was like, "I'm Dibs." Oh there. my god! He was there because he's friends with Shadow, right? And they're talking turntablist, DJ, right. record shit. Right away, though, I say, my boy Christoph, who he doesn't know, told me I had to find you, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, well, you're kind of good." Oh, he so he heard you. Yeah, he was in the room. Okay, okay, and, and then, I didn't know who he was. Got it, got it, and I didn't care, you right. know. And sure then on. he was like, "You should come to the radio show," and I was like, "Okay." And then I went to the radio show that next weekend, and I freestyled this is, It's on Wave.
0: On wave, the, uh, yeah, Public Radio, whatever you want. b Boys and.
1: Uh, so then I went, so and you I freestyle freestyled the th- that next weekend for uh-huh. him. And right away, he, I was like, can I be in your crew? And he was like, you want to be in the crew? And that was it. And Dibs and I were best friends. Dibs
0: immediately loved your shit. Yeah. He's like, okay, this kid is fucking weird, and I love it.
1: And a grab, you know, yes. he just saw the yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. then that night, though, too, I asked Tom, Lyrics Born, I was like, yo, can I get, like, your address or something? I want to send you my demo, because I wasn't even done with this. Right. And then I finished Untitled, and the only industry person i knew
0: was larry's point
1: i sent it to him and he never called me back and then he called me on cali time it was 2 a.m i picked the phone up in the cincinnati apartment that i met you in, in the yes. front part on whatever Jefferson. Jefferson. and i was like hello and he's like "Dose," and i was like oh my god <laughs> do you like it and he was like yeah man you should keep doing it and then he said you should get a band." That's and awesome. That was why I said yes to Apogee. Wow, wow, that's crazy. When you were like, you want to start a band? So that was right. Songs. That was right when I met you. Yep. or Like shortly before, I met right? You. All that happened. So yeah. then I had that tape. I sent it to him. He delayed, and then he said, "You should start a band because a band is what opened me up." So that was that was if it was your birthday. So that's your
0: April April uh, that of that year ninety seven. Yeah, that and was then April ninety seven the
1: summer, and then we met right after that. And then we met, in which September. is when they finally got back to me. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, and that was that. And then met you and was like, yeah, I'll start a band. Because he, he was saying it as advice. He was like, that's how you open up. Yep. Because I can tell you freestyle and you're making these songs. He probably heard how stiff I was. Yep. You know, delivery-wise and shit. Yeah. In comparison. I love him. <laughs> and then I stayed in touch with him loosely. I never They never toured much, so I never really saw him again until I moved yeah. to a million years later. Right. But that was my biggest change. And then Dibs and I were fast friends. Did Scribble.
0: Yep. It did all That's where I miles. saw you. Yeah. You're in the footage. Yeah, you know. So I, I, was this scribble. You know, I was a little a kid and just, yeah. You yeah. blew my shit open. I'm like, oh my god, this dude. But yeah, Eminem was great as well. But you were the one that that, that really blew my shit. <coughs> and then, and then, uh, yeah, and then I see you about you know, a month later, uh, walking right.
1: through so the August. university,
0: of Cincinnati or whatever.
1: And then we started the band. I asked dibs right away. It was like two weeks later, right after I met you. Yeah, we, uh, I know we were. All yeah, like really
0: we, quick. we. I would. I would come by your house. You would play me all kinds of fucking shit that would blow my mind. That I never in, heard in the
1: blue station wagon. Yeah, mom's yeah, car. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And you asked me. I mean, the first time you met me, you were like, "How'd you get over here?" I, I drove a car, my mom's car, whatever. You like, oh, you're driving an iRock Z, and I, I just did. I didn't get your sense of humor at all. That you were being sarcastic. I was like, no, it's a Volvo. It's- <laughs> Driving to IROC. <laughs> yeah, I you do. were calling me Jersey Shore or something. I don't know what.
1: Yeah, that was a jump. And then I met your brother, who was so different.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Jazzer. Weird jazzers. Yeah. I didn't know if he
1: liked anything ever. Yeah. Until I met him. And, and Until after you sent him reaching quiet. Right, right. Then I met your brother. Right, right. It's
0: crazy. So, yeah. So, th- so, we started the band. That was huge for
1: us both because it was... That experience.
0: Absolutely, I was in some bands in high, in high school, and I always wanted something else. I couldn't believe when you were like, "Yeah, let's do it," because <laughs> I think I asked you. I was like, "You want to come rap with me and my brother yeah. sometime?"
1: No, you said you want to do a band. My brother's a drummer. I remember you. Bringing okay, it up okay, or something.
0: I, it's possible. It's it, possible. Yeah. Right. And then
1: I was like, "Yeah, I know Diz." And then we called him, and he said no, and then he said yes. Right. And, and
0: I remember meeting Jeff at that house too. He, you yep. know, he would come down and visit you.
1: I don't know how you met him through Dibs. Through Dibs, yeah. In the dorm to do presage, right, right. So, and then when I met Jeff, I was like, uh, "Oh my God, this is him. This is my beat partner. Right. This is my let's marry. You know right. what I mean? It was like right. right away. It was love at first beat. Yeah. Like he played me something. I saw how he used the sp. And then I was like, I have this thing I wrote and it goes taka, 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 and then he was like taka, 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 right, and I was right. like oh my god <laughs> you know and then that right. was he it. was just he was so open to whatever and then the other thing too was nobody like Jay Rawls like I brought him weirder records and me and because I asked stranger things I didn't want to open him up but mm-hmm. it happened same thing with Jeff because I was like wait you can make the beats the way like we want them right right it <laughs> stopped him from looping as much right he was already chopping up drum kits and freaking samples, which he's yeah. always done. Yeah. But it started to make him do it more, which is, like, what its them was.
0: Right. Just, so, right. This, so yeah, this is, this just for the, the anyone listening to this, the, if there's people listening to this, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. This is, he's, you know, we're talking about uh, Jeff, Logan, Jell.
1: It was only on the SP-1200 at he, that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and he's an incredible beat maker. He does solo stuff. He does e- everything with Adam, themselves subtle 13 and god you know
1: yeah and i met him he had that awesome ponytail yeah the lulé. yeah and uh
0: he was wearing some lugs and had that ponytail <laughs> with the shaved hair underneath the first time I yeah yeah
1: yeah he, he was very, very quiet back. very he quiet he was
0: very quiet and i didn't know i thought he might have hated me yeah uh, i mean when he
1: met my rap crew from jersey my yeah. battle crew at rocksteady uh my boy roams after he left he was describing him to have more rap crew dudes who did yeah. not meet him. And he was like, this nigga's the whitest motherfucker I've ever met, but he makes the sickest beats. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, he was it. I knew that, yeah. that was it, everything. Nothing was the same, actually, after that. And then Jeff and I worked on things. We did the Them album Whenever we saw each other Which uh-huh. was generally Because he would come He would get his mom's car To drive down And work with Dibs Because he would get A little money And then he and I Would spend as many days As we could And we'd do as many songs From scratch as we could That,
0: that was like the side Almost the sidebar Of why he was visiting In a yeah, way and we worked together
1: As much as we possibly could Right any way Right. Out. Yeah so then And then you and I After the second Scribble Jam We moved in together mm-hmm. And then that was when Everything kind of started That's of 98
0: Yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and I had finished Hemispheres
0: on vinyl so we yeah before that so you so I had bought a four track in December of 97 and you made the school
1: song about the moon
0: yeah you made the moon song (laughs) yeah for school right no I
1: didn't no no I didn't make any music Mm -hmm.
0: for school I probably wrote it for school. That yes. was what it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for yeah, po- yeah. for poetry class. That was what it was. Yes. And then you score the whole thing. Or, or short story class or whatever the fuck. I would take my poems that I would write for school yes. and then turn them into songs.
1: In the McDonald's Cup always washing the dip outside your door. I remember you coming home with some of those yeah. first poems and That was like that away. was a crazy fucking that was the best. time, man. Yes. That that opened both of us up, I think, it
0: immensely. Was, yeah, it was the purest I've ever felt. It was really yeah like we just wanted to
1: make art all the fucking time. And we did. And we did. It was like a dump out. Yeah. And a line in and everything was inspiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, was that crazy. was a cool time. You couldn't waste anything. Like even whack shit. Right. We would cut it up. Right. It was crazy. Right. It was really it was like I've never been that uh It was extremely productive and extremely zen either like we were really zen. Never no how how boundaries we were. with it. Right.
0: Yeah. And he because both of us were just Sort of starting off, I mean, you less so than me. I mean, you had been doing it for a while, uh, for maybe a year or two. But for me, I I mean, I just remember the feeling of, like, just learning, again, that same thing you are saying about recording and kind of figuring out how it works, you know, in the four track and and layering things and just being like, oh, my God, we can do anything.
1: Yeah, well, that was the thing that you, that we gave each other is... uh... The freedom part. I had all this seriousness with me all the time. When yeah. I did all my music life. So I was dose one. I did all this stuff. It was always like, who, what fight? Yeah, let's do it. You know, something like this. What I didn't have I'm in my body was that
0: fighting bone.
1: Right. And then, but when I found what we were doing, I found the freedom and you and I got so loose. And then that was when I started to get inspired. And then Dharma Bums, you, know, you give mm-hmm. so much credit to Jack Kerouac. It's mm-hmm. like you read two things in the right month. Like in the right freedom. time in your life, yeah, you just start yeah. to get it. You know? Yeah, yeah, You'd steal from everywhere, and that was the other thing too that you and I started doing that wasn't that was really unique to us was we started sampling everything. Our poems were samples,
0: right? And this
1: is the same time. I mean, we can't uh, minimize
0: the effect. I think of sort of learning about guys that were doing the same thing that we were doing in the past. Or you mean like Buck 65 I mean or... Like Buck, I mean like Buck right. and, and fucking Circus, yeah. young Radio Inactive, and, active, and yeah, all that yeah, shit yeah. that started trickling in. And that Cortex. was all really through you meeting all these guys, uh, you know... That was the pipeline. Dibs, too. So, yeah. you know, people yeah. Like,
1: again, uh, Rich, Buck, yeah. and Rob sought out Brad. Right. Like Joe Okay, did. okay. They were like, we love Dibs. Dibs has to hear our music. So Dibs... They've heard the Turntable Scientific's? Uh, yeah. Okay. And we're, you know, and the hobos and everything. So, like, I, my good taste, I got to apply to Dibs's magnetism to his artistry. So he had, like, everyone loved him and I got to see... Like, with semitones, he was like, you won't like these guys. He had that 12 inch, he had Wildlife, I never heard it. Okay. And then I heard Vertex later, uh, through brother Jeff... So he you got. Know, I just. I'm interested in the idea
0: that all this shit is. This is. I mean, the internet existed, okay, but it was
1: only soul really, was on the internet, right? Soul and pedestrian internet. right? This is really they,
0: pre-internet for us, anyway. Yes, we, 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 we like on our that.
1: entire evolution was pre-internet, yeah. and, but we started to benefit. Like we we benefited uh, creatively because we got all that circus stuff and some of the like the I would get like the Cinco Freestyle tape yep. and all the other blow shit that yep. I collected all that was through a West Coast leak because of the internet was 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 Brandon he he was key in getting that stuff yeah that shit all came through uh, I got that through Brandon and I got a lot of that through abuse in Minneapolis uh-huh, uh-huh. and they got it from Brandon and another. I don't think it was Lauren at that point, but there were a couple tape traders. I just I don't know where this has I just love
0: that period of our lives and how we started to meet all these people from different places. And I don't know how you know. I mean, it was all through you, so I don't really know how. Well, you that's did what I'm that. saying like, too. It
1: wasn't. It was. It was me. Through see because but you but yeah you I had your dose, right but I wasn't the I wasn't the I had no magnetism right at that point but except you did. You, us. did you did it was really Beecham and Dibs and you knew and those guys had the magnetism of collectors and fans which is what we really had right and that, that's the what I like about how we started was the, all the fan energy it made our music hearty right know? and that was how this all started was taking all that music in. And then, it, you know, it would just be in our bookshelf. I still have all the tapes over there. I don't know if you noticed. I Jesus Christ. I got to take a look after yeah, this. Yeah, It's got everything. I got the people cages. I'm seeing it all. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, wait. I got to show you this one. Uh, Infinite Evil, dude. Oh, my God. I remember that guy. When I would go and freestyle with him, I never knew if I was going to rob a liquor store or right. freestyle. <laughs> right, so right. it's like... Hey.
0: I that guy I was you off know. base, man. Yeah, he's great.
1: And then, so you met...
0: Uh, how, how, how did how we meet Atmosphere? That was that was that was through through Diz.
1: More through the Beecham side. Uh, the
0: Beecham side. Okay. Tones
1: subtones came through Brad. Okay. Uh, atmosphere. You know Jeff came through Brad. Right. But then uh, through Jeff through Kevin Beecham Atmosphere because he was playing Overcast. Right, and then uh, we got. I up. remember so. hearing Overcast at
0: the radio station at Wave. Oh yeah, for the first time, he played that shit. We had never heard it. Yeah, and he played. Uh, you know, uh, it's the
1: monsters. They yeah, exactly. It's the whatever. World What's world. that fucking? Yeah, Scapegoat. Excellent yeah. song. Yeah,
0: and and uh, we were like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, that song and God's bathroom floor. That's my jam. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Atmosphere song all well time. I always so. felt so awkward at the radio, not to, not to, but I always right. felt like.
0: I felt my that fire. My artist friends. These are the fucking rappers, and yeah, I, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like this kid with like just drawing
1: in a black book in the corner. You know what I mean? That was like my feeling. I, I felt you so strong. What i is the time that you, for the not the first and last, but you freestyled with me and ADM at Boom Bip's house. Uh huh. <laughs> that was the first time I probably freestyled in front of people. Was. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember we had been living together, but you did it, and I remember being like, oh shit. Yeah. For yeah. Yeah. And then so, and you and I started to make those records, and then that was the beginning of everything. Right. So we then
0: we we like oh let's make oh, we'll set up
1: this four track and we'll set up the the. the but that was when we started rapping poetry. That right. Was when we started, we stopped like we had all kind of.
0: We basically in our living room we had that the four track and the and the and the and my dad's SP202, stereo and your dad's stereo and records set up. We had it totally. Incorrectly routed grandpa's Ottoman Like there was a constant buzz Through the record player Because we had it I don't know how There's no grounding Or whatever the fuck we did No we didn't ground it We had no idea what we were doing And uh The bars on the window We set it up And we were like "All right, look Let's just start recording shit On this tape And do it in order And just do whatever we do you know And that
1: was the thing too Is we never I remember
0: We literally Recorded a whole side of music On a tape Two Half a minute Two minutes, three minutes at a time, on on With a no on a foresight floor
1: really. Very, very few of those things were like I want eight bars.
0: No, not no, at all. It, seen, was yeah. totally it was just like, totally random. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'd fill it up. Then yeah, like yeah. okay, and we we'll, never went verse chorus, so we need to wrap here for like uh, you know yeah this song, a minute.
1: It was really you know totally really free, free though. Yeah, completely free. Yeah, and then, you know, sans editing, but full of effort. That's what I miss too. You remember mixing on the eight eighty those last. Cloud Dad songs for there was something to we this used to live stick sixes, over that yeah. fucking thing and hit the pan hit back on the pan and then it was it was amazing yeah yeah it was three fun. people
0: on a tiny little fucking sometimes four all right at, at a minute and twelve yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. you're gonna
1: fucking and one person with the headphones yeah yeah oh my god dude you we think used so? to watch the clock yes I remember watching the fucking eight eighty oh clock god. doing yeah. the Cloud Dad doing the sound of a handshake all right this goes up to three point two yeah 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 at a minute and twenty two bouncing it down yeah. And then that was the other thing too You would have to bounce down things And then add vocals
0: Right Right in the
1: same session Right And uh, Everything we down. did And
0: then no going back Dude everything we did pre Like I mean ev- All Cloud did Reaching quiet for me Yep Like All, all that the shit was shit. done all Yeah All that shit was done Where you'd record the music Bounce it to a stereo track And then record your vocals yep. Over that And then that would be your mix And sometimes you do a couple tracks of vocals Two, three tracks later. Three at the most Three at the most
1: so then we did all that music together. We did Cloud Dead, Never Really Together. It was kind of the end. And then it became something when I was moved out already in Robert's right. place. Right. It was She's Calling. Right. In that other song. You So the, those we did in in To Do Dave's Thing. Right. I think we wrote them after Alexis was over and we babysat her. I have some vague memory of her leaving and we wrote She's Calling for Dave. Okay. I was in Spain. Well, how did that happen? Yeah, you and RJ, Spain. you guys were like... So I talked to Robert, and we played him that. We talked about putting those out as one ten-inch. And then he was like, do another one. Yeah. And then, we each do a solo one. He was moving. Yeah, yeah. Two more, we have a record. But we didn't agree to it that slowly, casually, but it kind of was how it when happened. You,
0: when, you got, when you called, I talked to you on the phone from Spain... Skype, I was on a phone card, you know, right, right, right. whatever. And I remember you were like, and I, you were already going to move to Cali. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I remember talking to you on the phone. You were like, oh, well, Robert wants us to do these seven inches at the time. Yeah. Like we're going to do seven inches. The she's first calling, seven inches gonna is going to have up. She's Calling yeah, and, yeah. and that song with the Logic on it. Yeah. On the B side. And then we'll do several more seven inches and then collect them. That was, like, what you told me. No,
1: Robert and Dave did meet at some point and talk about this, too. Because a lot of this was Dave's out. idea, too. locking it up. Oh, out. no, you're Dave, right. Dave yeah, was
0: integral, right. man. You got to, like, Dave...
1: True, Dave I'm was, right. like, you I can't totally minimize... But because I remember being in Robert's place because I lived there. Yeah. And I, I was never really there with... Dave in the same...
0: No, Dave, Dave... I mean, you got to think about how Dave was back then. He had... He was the aesthetic master. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and he was. And once... His hunger was just as... Yeah, on his sleeve, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like, uh, he... Yeah. Dave changed the game for us. Let's be realistic, because he... Cause he did he, the beats. He did the beats that were, like... He had a totally different aesthetic. Absolutely. Dave was into mass different shit like all kinds of indie rock all the kinds mood, of space a rock. lot of that
1: mood really yeah moody shit so yeah true. yeah so he he brought all that shit to yeah, us yeah the dark and the mood yeah like you and i were moody but it wasn't necessarily in the we beats, didn't know how to make it sound like, like that sound like, very much so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's so true yeah it's it's true. Still, yeah we still
0: were doing this weird and funky and whatever shit yeah dave yeah, kind of came yeah, at it with he this like emo in the production exactly for us exactly and yeah so and i mean for years after that I, I, you know it really influenced the way that I thought about oh I still reference exactly when
1: I, when I do a drum beat I reference dumbass Jeff and when I fucking you know what I mean it's yeah. like when, when everything I, that we did it's still permanent for me Brandon is still in there for me yeah. when I do specific yeah. poem things well, it's that, like that time period was so like the statues you know in uh, bad movies they always have a statue they have like the 12 saints right right Th- <laughs> those humans very you much you, start working on you know a little bit they yeah. bow down yeah. for certain things it's like you learn so much from people and then you can go do it yourself right and you have those kind of th- people and then you have people that it's not that they'll always do it better than you it's just like there's a freedom with which they did it that you had to teach yourself It's what I love about Jeff's mm-hmm. hands on a sampler it's like just the, the, the vibe that out, you would have just yeah. have it come yeah. out of you and that's how you make it and it's the same thing about <laughs> what Dave would pick right you're right like, no right. what would dave select a cur- he's a curator yeah 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 definitely. so you think about your choice yeah You take a step back and then you think about other choices and then you think about what dave would choose and it's something different right than those three things you know right so yeah and then dave and we made cloud dead which we finished we did the best parts of uh together the bike and i thought shit. so yeah it's definitely yeah coolest yeah
0: and that's stuff we did in Cali mm-hmm. after you had moved in that here. stupid
1: ass Berkeley apartment. So we I mean, we, there.
0: there's so much more to talk about. Should we, should yeah, we yeah. set up a whole other session? I'm here till Tuesday.
1: Okay.
0: But well, we could do well, it, it when I'm back. Payday. I'll be back
1: in a month. We could do another you session. You want to do that? We could pick up where we leave off. You could do a part two. Let's do that. that Let's do good. that.
0: Because now we're, we're leaving. That's, starting, that's We're at Cloud Dead. That's a good, that's good spot.
1: And then we can talk about all our memories about all the bullshit we went through, too. Good.
0: So Good. That'll be really good. Yeah, yeah. We
1: don't really all the drama, you mean? Oh no, i not. Oh my it's god, good. it'll be Let's fun it. therapy. Yeah.
0: All right, we're gonna close this out for now and start back up in a Who month. Are you going
1: to meet Evan uh, uh Things are just to say, With no names. Stay happy in minutes like what's up to finish? This is only the beginning. for some reason, changing cells is twice as hard as it.
0: I'm sure. Um. Yeah, sure. Yeah.